people. I don't think we have too many kids listening. No. Uh, we are recording finally. All right. Um, and we're on the new Wi-Fi here at Decibel Central. It's pretty exciting. Welcome. I'm D. Daniel. And I'm Yvonne. And um, doing the Riverside thing again. This is exciting, Dan. This is like a test run for the big trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what better to try it on somebody who won't judge us too harshly. This, this, we're talking about international travel, not not that other kind of trip. Uh, we have uh, the worried. unofficial, maybe official now, mayor of Haratonga Street, uh, Gerard Logan here with us. Uh, proprietor of the common room, my next door-ish neighbor. How are you, buddy? Um, well, all the better for being with you. Is it, mm. is it, is it, it's not Gerard Logan, is it? What did it's I Gerard say? Baron. Baron. What did I, did I say Logan? Dan, honestly. Mm. Who's Gerard Logan? I don't know who Gerard Logan is, I think that's an old lecture of mine from uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't yeah. you correct me? <laughs> what yeah. the hell did that just happen? And I dropped the, I dropped the R as well as Gerard. It's Gerard. Yeah. Yeah. Gerard. Gerard. Got that double oh, R in it. Yeah, it's confusing. It's so right. how do you say it? I'm very sorry. Well, everyone calls me G. It's, a, it's, G, a, it's that's not better. a gangster G, it's a simplification. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gerard, Jerome. Okay, so we've got G and D. G and D. Nice. Over there. In the same uh, window here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's luckily we're kind of on a morning time here. Otherwise, we get quite distracted by Yvonne's background there, of people, which is our foreground. Yeah. Uh, people waving to us constantly through the window it's a bit of a fishbowl here uh at, at dc and uh so you gotta watch it everybody knows i know a lot of people walking by but everybody knows you walking by so <laughs> but you can't here's the thing dan you can't um be in here you know scratching something no no trust me i've because you know i've done i've like done see. this a couple times while i'm behind the desk like, oh jeez. <laughs> Get your finger out of your nose, you know, like almost caught, you know. That's why I have big red velvet curtains. Yeah, yeah. So you so, can. Yeah, so, um, do you, like, do you want me to, do you want us to call, us, call you Jared Swan? Okay. Um, so in relation to where we're sitting at the moment, where is your business, the common room? Behind my shoulder. Okay. Two doors down. So okay. Pretty close. Cool. And what is the common room? The common room is a um, den of iniquity. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just a just a open minded meeting place, basically, for a lot of like minded people. In the you know, it's and, an oasis of of joy <laughs> for me. Yeah. Well, to me, it was the first place uh, I felt very comfortable hanging out here in. I want to say not just Hawks Bay, but in New Zealand, I find it to be the, the best bar. Mm. Uh, certainly in Hawke's Bay. I know you've been awarded that a few times too, <laughs> officially, but to me it was like I went to a lot of pubs and didn't quite get how they do it here, and then I walked in the common room one day not long after you opened and thought, yep, this is my spot, you know? Yeah, because yeah, well. like, that's the thing. As soon as for, for anyone that's not familiar with Hastings or Hawke's Bay or the common room, for starters, the next time you're in Hawke's Bay, you must make a pilgrimage to the Common Room. It's on Hiratonga Street, Hiratonga Street East in Hastings. And um, it is like, it's like the an ever-changing interior of every kind of fantastic old little kind of student flat you might have lived in, <laughs> every old kind of... Um, little community regional sports club, you know? Mm. Like, it's just... It's everywhere you look, there's something different. It's cozy, it's dark, it's welcoming, it's plush. There's, you know, beautiful little couches to sit on. There's cushions, there's an outdoor bar, there's like open fires. It's just lots of fairy lights and things. And just, it's a very cool spot. And the music, don't even get me started on the music scene. Yeah, the music scene, the comedy scene, the performance scene is just amazing. So, um, do you want to tell us how it started, Gerard? Um, well, I moved to Hawke's Bay, I don't know, sort of 14 years ago. From um, where? Uh, basically from London. Um, mm. We came home pregnant with our second child and moved, went to Auckland, lasted there about a year. Basically saw the writing on the wall, if you're going to bring a family up and, um, you know, just the traffic, etc. Yeah. Same old story. So we just drove around the country looking for somewhere to, to stop and put some roots down and... Um, Never been to Hawke's Bay before in my life. Um, 
and we had about a week here and kept on going and then when we got back to Auckland um, we said right where's it going to be and we went Hawke's Bay so that's outrageous yeah so we just chucked a few CVs out and um, made a deal that whoever got the uh, job first the other one would um, bring up the kids for a few years so a couple of weeks later my uh, ex-wife now um, (laughs) um, got a job and um, she's dancing around the living room and I'm oh no damn you're kidding And well, I suppose no, this is this is the time to out myself. Um, <laughs> I've never told anyone else, but I never sent a CV anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so damn, I, I got, to, I got to yeah, climb trees and play with little kids Ooh. for um, three or four years there, and down in Central Hawke's Bay, and it was great. And then um, once they hit the school ages, it was like I started looking around <laughs> for something to do, and was just looking for gaps really. Yep. And um, was your background in hospital? Um, I did the OE bar thing, um, but no more than most do. Pulled yeah. a few pints in London and round around Europe and that, but um, no, it really just came to a night. So actually, coming out of Toy Toy, out of the Opera House, there it was a Friday night. It was about ten o'clock, you know, packed. People had come from all over the country, all around. What to see a band? To see a yeah, there was a show on. I can't even remember what the show was now. Yeah. And um, we came out and we'd been talking to a couple in there. Yeah. They're down from um, Hamilton or somewhere like that. And it was just a matter of um, hey, let's go for a glass of wine. And I said, you can't. Where? Yeah. There were literally it's crazy. a yeah, town this size, yeah. there was nowhere for um, some adults to go and just have a glass of wine and a no. debrief after a show. So. There used to be, though. So, yeah. I mean, sure, people have probably told you this, like, back in the day, like in the 80s and 90s and, yep. you know, sort of into the early 2000s, there was... Um, you know, there were places around Hastings that you could go. There was, mm-hmm. you know, there was Vital Winery. There, yeah. was, there was some really exciting nightclubs. Yeah, well, yeah but I still don't think... <laughs> but there was uh, just not, from an out, outsider coming in, you know, which the timeline sort of fits with, gee, opening the place was I got here in 08. I worked at Vital. Yeah. And I, I thought it was an okay restaurant. Like, it was a nice restaurant. The yeah. wines were good, obviously. But uh, they had some good chefs through. But it wasn't the type of place where you... It used to you, be. You, you, I know it used yeah. to be, like, wild and crazy. Yeah. And then it uh, kind of became a, just a restaurant yeah, restaurant. Yeah, and, and was, so... It wasn't when I was there, and, mm. it, and it was like, it, it's certainly not, and this is for a lot of places, I think it's getting better, but, you know, you couldn't just go stand at the bar and talk to somebody, you Mm-mm. know what I mean? It just, they'd be like, go sit over there, we'll bring you the yeah. drinks. Yeah, it was you all know? a bit, bit high end. And I so. think, uh, you know, what you've cultivated over there from the start was like a welcoming place to just kind of hang out, and you talk to the people that work there and talk to anybody that walks in the door, and, you know, back you know not to go so much on the decor but i think it is so much of when you walk into that place that it's to me it's very new zealand but at the same time you're obviously like you go whoever did this obviously has traveled around the world too because i don't understand everything on the walls yeah, it's very it's very kiwi but but kiwi then i understand i i get it at the same time I'm like i don't understand what that poster means or what they're yeah. saying but i get what the feel and the look of this place is and you know kind of there's places like that in Philly that I would hang out in I all the time. I think that's the key. For me, you know, I was 16 years on the road, around, yeah. you know, right around the world, um, living in a lot of places. And it's just an amalgamation of a lot of lot of different bars all over the world. But bit. where did you get all this stuff? <laughs> like, that's what, did you have... Here's the thing. Like, okay, so, again, when you come to the common room in Hastings, you will see it's just packed. There's stuff on shelves. There's posters everywhere. There's knickknacks kind of... All over the place, and I just want to know. And it's and it's always been there since the day the doors opened. So, did you have like a a stash of these treasures or something that you'd been <laughs> collecting? How did you find all the knickknacks and stuff oh, to put in the bar? Just just always keeping my eyes out, hoarding op shops, recycle yards, the whole the whole bar. I, I had no startup capital. I mean, and to be honest, the the idea of the bar initially was just to be a sort of a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night thing. Mm. It was supposed to be a sort of a post-opera house kind of idea. I mean, my the, my company name, trading name's Common Room, the company name's Common or Garden Limited. I wanted to be a landscape. You wanted garden, to be a landscape? Yeah, landscaper oh. here. That was the plan. Um, yeah. But it just kind of snowballed and it ended up into being a full-time shebang. So it was just... Um, I don't know, I, I, I suppose I might have a little bit of ADD, ADHD, I should say, um, in terms of I'm always changing it because I yeah. get bored very quickly. Yeah. And I always, every time I walk in there, I just kind of think, you know, it always goes back to that initial one, what type of bar would I like to drink in? Mm. So that idea of spaces within spaces that you were talking yeah. about. So, you know, you can have a 
rock and roll band raging and a mosh pit going but you know if you just go around through you can find a couple of little couches mm. and you can step out of that and step into that and yeah there are some intimate little spaces yeah, yeah. there as well and just being very very accepting you know not really judging anybody on whatever yeah. you know just just being a very open accepting and 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 we built a really cool community i think you know it was really lacking there wasn't a place for artistic like-minded people to meet and germinate there's been so many relationships and bands and businesses started around that fire pit or you know in the bar so yeah. it's been a, a great place for hastings over the last 10 years i did my first wine launch there you did your first wine like domestic there, domestic okay. wine tasting party or something back when it was just one chat? room yeah. <laughs> well it was really easy because it was, I had a great <laughs> it was really small back then so it was like everybody walked in and remember the bar was really great when yeah. you walked in so it was like Wilbur. it felt like it was funneling through you know uh so that that was you know that was i always learned back in the band days was uh it's better to fill a small room than half fill a big room so we, we filled this and that worked it was good yeah. theory yeah yeah oh did yeah. you guys go it was packed, it was packed. <laughs> yeah there were eight of us yeah. was it um like was it really hard to to set it up in the first place because you know people you hear all these horror stories about um you know all around new zealand with with smaller kind of regional you know, councils that control things like licensing and compliance and all that sort of stuff, um, that it's really hard to set up any businesses associated with, yeah. you know, um, selling alcohol, that kind of thing. Was it tricky for you? Yeah, well, um, yeah, council's just not easy, I mean, especially for a small business. I mean, they have teams for big business, right. but there's nothing. You know, council provide nothing for small business, so you've really just got to just got to get in and just get it done. Um, I, I kind of liked building it. It's kind of like the um, you know the Eye of Sauron. Here's the council buildings, which are just just down the road. They literally here. are overlooking. You can, us. You can see them. <laughs> so I figured that the Eye of Sauron can see everything apart, apart from <laughs> what's just down below it. So we might have um, bent a few regulations and rules over the years, but. Again, we had most of the council and the mayor and things drinking there, so I don't think anybody was really going to, um, you know, no. crap in their own backyard there. So we got away with a bit maybe that, that other people didn't. And we'll be right back. Howdy, everyone. I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the co-founder and chief tasting officer for Wine Friend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing, interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds and then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now, we know you want to try new wines, but we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? So we take the hassle and guesswork away, because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy, just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world, they're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers, and on with the show. And how... how does it feel, looking back on the last decade, since um, since the common room was, was it, has it been 10 years? It's been longer than no, that. Longer. 10 years last. 10 years officially. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Right, okay. So how does it feel looking back going, okay, 10 years ago, nothing, yeah. right? And in the 10 years since you set up common room and people started um, venturing into um, Hiratonga Street East, which... Um, so many people had just completely written off this this part of Hastings, like it was like n- nothing dead. Um, now, like the common room starts and it like starts feeding out this energy, and now there's um, Hastings Distillery, there's Decibel Wines here, there's um, you know there's the cafe across the road, there's 
you know, restaurants, really bookshop, yeah, restaurants. Bar, wine bar, everything. How does you know? it feel knowing that you kind of kick-started that? Oh, it's great. Oh, great. I think if you're going kind to of think about a legacy, I think that's one of it. I think um, the roots that have spread from it, not just here in, in CBD on the 200 block, but artistically around. You know, there's a lot of little festivals and art things happening that, you know, maybe got germinated there. So that's that's kind of the coolest thing about the whole... And artists. I mean, one of my favourite, which we've discussed, is Arahi. Oh, you know, he's yeah. a kid who kind of came out of your place, you know, and, you know, started, I'm guessing, open mics or whatever. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he's, um, you know, he's playing the finale of, you know, the arts festival these days to sold out opera house. And, you know, he's, like you say, started there at 16. And I think he's on tour and I just saw him playing a giant venue in Wellington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's, he's going to, um, you know, I think he's really going to take off. I think, mm. you know, in the future he'll be a very well-known New Zealand artist. So... He is already getting to that stage, so no, that, um, it's it's really cool. It's really great. I think, um, yeah, I just I just I worry a little bit about the grassroots arts. I think council have put a lot of focus into business, um, and I worry where the next RAE is going to actually mm-hmm. come from. Um, you know, even though it's been ten years, we've done a lot of that. You know, if I if I close t- common room tomorrow, there's no live music in town anymore. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a double-edged sword. That one, um, you know. When so we it's started, like you've got to foster, try and try and foster something else. Well, yeah, do yeah. Without I mean, being I'm not, I'm not 100 sure how it works. I mean, the, you know, the rents are going through the roof. I mean, mm. you know, when I started, you know, I had virtually no money. I set the entire bar up for I think 30 grand. Yeah. Um, you know, I built all the furniture. I built the bar. I built the bookcases. You know, out of recycled stuff. The garden bar used to be called the Big Boat and Stolen Bar because it would. <laughs> I think the only thing we'd bought in the garden bar was the uh, little brackets that the plant holders had yeah. hung on or something. Everything else was health and safety out of scrap and pallets and what have you. So, um, yeah, no, I, I do worry a little bit about where, it, it, like the gentrification that happens in a lot of towns, um, where the grassroots arts are going to base themselves. Um, maybe looking at, at the zoning maps and seeing what's the next place mm. sort of out of the CBD that we can then set another venue up something and try and regenerate another part of town maybe. And you have set up another sort of another kind of gallery space slash venue around the corner. Is that Spaceship? Spaceship, so yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about what Spaceship is? Well, Spaceship was a was a really great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> And we had, a, we had a big working artist studio, resident artist on one side and a venue on the other side. And, and the idea was that we were, you know, I was looking to the future. I could see the, the track that Common Room was on and the gentrification that's going on in town. Yeah. And, you know, when you get a bit bigger, you've got X amount of staff and your costs are that much higher. And what that means um, is you can't really take a risk on really crazy art pieces. You know, some guy that's um, written his own rock opera or something. <laughs> and, you know, that's that, you know has the potential to be good one day if he keeps refining it um <laughs> but no but what i'm getting at is that that when you're staffing it was just me for a long time and maybe one or two other staff members and so you could keep those costs down so it didn't really matter how many people came to see it you know as long as you're breaking even and turning over yeah. and it's never yeah. been about money either i've never been tied to a brewery it's always been a free house um so i can do whatever i want in there um but as common ring is bigger you need to justify putting a band on you need to bring X amount of people in so you've got to go for a certain type of slightly higher yeah well more well known not necessarily better but yeah so the idea of spaceship was to create another space to take over that mantle that 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 grassroots mantle from common room and it was going really well with we, traction we were getting some really great nights there it was going to be awesome and then obviously like a lot of people COVID hit yeah you know and COVID just really squashed everything um uh, the community that we have um, is probably a little bit more left field, a little bit more artistic than maybe mm. bars in Havelock or more mainstream bars. So a lot of our locals and staff, you know, were kind of quite against the mandate. And, you know, and I was kind of in a rock and a hard place as a business yeah, because, tricky. you know, so we, there was a bit of, there was a lot of um, division in the community. Um, obviously, financially, it was mm. just, just an absolute nightmare. Mm. Um mm. 
So, yes, Spaceship's sort of at its last days now. We've tried and we've tried and tried, but we're just... And then the cyclone, really, has just been a a bit of a kick in the teeth right at the end there, just as we were starting to get it back. So Mm. I think Space Days are numbered. But um, we'll just concentrate on Common Room and keep it going. Yeah, good. Yeah, we've got some great bands lined up. Yeah, so tell us, like, anything... Yeah, there's a great, great new band on the scene in New Zealand called Hans Puckett, um, and they're playing... um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, amazing um, artist called Heming Hemingway is coming through. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing artist. Um, a whole range. Look, July yeah. is pretty much solidly booked through now into August. We're going to have a little bit of a break in August, and then we're going to um, come back and, you know, we're going to be probably full up for the rest of the year, Ben, live what music-wise. And do you just get promoters calling you all the time, or how, do you go out yeah, and um, much. put feelers out yourself to who's coming I'll chase, around? I tend to... <laughs> How does it work? Without being blase. Oh, I, I, it's a bit of both. Okay. Um, you get a lot of people. We're on the on the, the music, live music scene in New Zealand. Um, so on that on that, you know, route that the bands travel and they're going to come to the East Coast. And as I say, there's nothing really us in Hastings. Um, we work, there's a nice simpatico between Napier and Hastings in terms of Gabbana and the Paisley stage over yep. there who both do a fantastic job. And bands can now... If they, you know, straight, instead of going straight up the state of Highway 1, Wellington, Auckland, they can come out to the East Coast, they can hit Hastings, Napier and Gisborne now. Gisborne. And, and it's actually worth their while to come east across to the East Coast. So that's that's cool. Awesome. And they're, they're great, you know, great venues and great people. So that's cool. That's Have cool. you ever had um, a, a band or an act, whether it's uh, music or, um, I don't know, stand-up comedy or slam poetry or well, I don't know mm. what um, spoken word who who knows anyone that um, you've just gone nah never again <laughs> <laughs> never again like nightmare uh, if you don't want to name names but to, to, name be honest, names, but to be honest to be honest we, we <laughs> during COVID we had to do some try and get some funding from the New Zealand Music Commission that were doing their best to yeah. try and keep the venues alive and part of that application was you had to say how many gigs you'd actually had there and we we figured we've had about 2,000 live gigs in the last 10 years. So, and I can honestly say of those 2,000 live gigs, I would pick, you know, on one hand, the ones that I had a problem with the artist. Oh, wow, that's a really Generally, most, step. whether it's stand-up or theatre or, or comedy or, or live bands of all, any sort of genre, the musicians are pretty cool. Disorganised as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, herding kittens, you know, but but um, generally, there's a, the, you like to say, on one hand, probably the yeah. ones that have been a bit pretentious or a bit, bit arsy, um, but we all have bad days too, so mm-hmm. it's hard to judge them. So I won't name any names, but um, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, no, no, it's, it's generally been pretty cool, and, and every now and then, like this, um, we had Rhombus play uh, last year, and that's just a, like a, you know, one of my all-time bands and it was great so to, I reached out to them and did a bit of legwork yeah. with them and we got and, you know just happened the timing was good they were just releasing a new album they just reformed so having Rhombus. Rhombus in the room was one of those little fanboy moments um, you know Tiki Tane um, you know the, the Fat Freddy's boys and different yeah. guises you know there's been some really great acts through plus a, just like I say 2,000 of them so yeah. a whole pool of really great New Zealand live acts and international acts you know there's acts there that have just blown my mind um, a band called the Schizophronics out of San Diego was probably the best live front man I've seen so they're funk band are they? oh no they're what, what were they? Um, just sort of rocking band oh yeah yeah the guy that the guy that brought out the White Stripes uh, a promoter up in Auckland for the first time before the White Stripes were ever known they were just a little yeah. You know, radio, university radio band. And he heard them, brought them out, and they just rocked it. And he brought these guys out, and I reckon they're right up there. Like, this guy's just insane in terms of. Can we get them just, back? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It uh, just blew everybody's mind. So, bands like that, you know, there's, there's a few standouts there that you just think, mm. wow, I'm mm. so blessed to see them in such a small, intimate space. Mm. You have know. you seen any bands there recently, Dan, or have you been. I was there the Rhombus Night. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm real hit or miss as they call me at the bar there because I'll, I'll run in at three in the afternoon and do a beer and a shot and have a chat and then you know I got the little kids now so mm. it's pretty rare for me to get out and do a late evening there um, but I'm trying to that's probably the last time I was there for 
a live band. I'm trying, though I've experienced them, you know, in summertime when there was a couple out back there. Yeah. I just kind of hang it on the fence in the backyard for a little while, checking them out on my way home. Oh, I mean, they're just right, right there playing outside and you, you hear them sound checking in in here and then you just go back and watch them, you know, might come back with my own wine or something. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of, that's one thing that I've noticed over, over the time that I've been kind of popping in and out of the common room is the wine list, mm. you know, is really solid. Like it's always a great, really interesting little selection of wine. And it's kind of unexpected, you know, or not for me, but mm. for a lot of people that come to the common room the first time, they're looking around, it's kind of, you know, it's quirky, it's kind of dingy, grungy, you know, in, in, the, in the best possible yeah, yeah, yeah. way. But they're not expecting, like, they're just not expecting to see no, so well, many great wines on the list. I've so tell us about felt, that. Well, I've always been quite strong on, you know, having good and really the emphasis has been on local wines. Yeah. Um, there's a couple in there that that aren't from time to time, but generally it's the small. I always just figured, being a small, very small business person myself, um, that they're the kind of the other small people are the ones you want to spend your money with. The big guys don't need your money. Um, so if I can spend my money with smaller wine people and I, I'm lucky enough to have great sounding boards <laughs> who go hey what do you reckon about these guys or, I watch it there's this other little podcast I watch <laughs> that I pick up a few ideas from <laughs> um, and yeah so I've just tried to keep as many local small ones Brilliant. and this you know the quality yeah. of wine in Hawke's Bay is so good you know and there's so many like you say little varieties and that people don't normally drink yeah. so I always have to have a really solid good interesting and always something weird on there as well mm, mm. Um, and the same with the beer you know local craft beers you know you don't get any of the big I don't have any big brewery beers in there no which is so refreshing yeah it's so nice to be able to walk into a free house and just go you know anything goes yeah, yeah. there's not big brewery signage all over the place I hate, no, I uh, hate yeah, that point of sales I mean no. I can see why people do it because it, you know it, it does make you a bit of money or save you a bit of money or whatever way you want to go and, and you get your deals but I just I feel if I'd gone down that route Common Room wouldn't be there today no you know so it's um, you know I can literally read a review or someone can recommend something and I can go or taste something somewhere and go that's great I'm going to get that and just literally I can I can go and just buy a couple of yeah. cases of it and put it in the fridge yeah you know brilliant it's that simple so so it works it works in that way so try and keep it local and, and interesting and, and yeah and just Surprise people. I mean, it's a little bit like the TARDIS. As you know, you walk and you can't really see what it is from the street. No, There's a couple of dark doorways and yeah. you walk in and it just sort of keeps unfolding in front of yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, there's another room. Oh, there's yeah. another room. Oh, there's a garden bar. Oh, there's another garden bar. <laughs> yeah, know. it's so great. So, you know, it. yeah, just keep, keep, you know, I'm after the inquiring mind. The inquiring mind. Yes. Well, you know, we're inquiring minds. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah we inquire all the time. Yeah, I've been out here. Quasi regular for these ten years myself. Yeah. You know. But how cool is it? There's, um, you know, there's a brave. Um, there's the bar around yeah, the Yeah, I mean it's magic. And there's like the, you know, the old Hawks Bay Today yeah. buildings now, a cafe and boutique yeah. and. Um, Everyone's kind of doing this little walking circuit of, and that's you know, exactly what it, what the cool part about what's happened down things. here. I mean, you, you've got to the point now where you can, you know, you can come out to Hastings for the night and have a really good night and go. You know, so many strings to the bow in Hastings, and depending yeah. on what you feel like doing, and you know, whether it's craft beer or fine wine or, yeah. or you know, or great cocktails and all different types of food, and you can literally go bang, 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 and have it, you know have a really really quality night and mm. see a show and see a live band and it's it's good it's good I, I, I don't think people just crash in the newly opened quest hotel well That's this right. is true this is true <laughs> what? the hotel right here is finally going to open oh of course right. yeah yeah the quest. quest you can't really see it from here but it's there it's back there's a hotel there. being yeah. built well thank god because accommodations there's there's an, an, i know we need accommodation in hastings yeah. it's like really good quality i mean the quest hotel is great it's a, it's a little Sticking plaster, but what is it? It's only got about thirty-two bedrooms. Yeah, it's not. not, not yeah. I mean, yeah. but it's something. It's something, yeah. and it's, it's, something. it's probably getting quality, and you know, it'll be nice, and yeah, yeah, and it's somewhere in, in the CBD, so it's cool. Um, do we do we want to taste some wine? Sure. Because you've got glasses here, and I bought yeah. some wine, so let's. Um, Jared, do you do you want to taste some oh, wine? I hate it when Yay. that happens. You're uh, such an enabler. I uh, <laughs> and I do have some um, 
small announcements too as well. Do you want to do what do you want to do, what do you want to do first? Well, you can do, do them at the same time. First, uh, we'll start pouring and then yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well. if you um, grab two glasses, have so you got I've a got glass some... there? You got a glass? No. If you're okay. your three, that's great. I stole yours. Beauty <laughs> wrapper. All right. So first wine that I'm going to pour is kind of interesting. This is Fox's Island La Lapine which is um, a Sauvignon Blanc from 2014. Whoa, from 14. I know, I know, right. So um, this is part of a um, art series of wines from John Belsham that has, sorry, camera leaning over, showing you my boob. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of Janet Jackson action there. Bit of Janet Jackson action there. I'll be on the highlights. Yeah, so the... um, the art series wines, so you can sort of see, you know, beautiful label. Let me just find out a little bit about this. Um, Fox's Island are donating 20% of every purchase of this wine, and there's a Pinot as well, um, to the Milford Foundation, um, which is a little community-focused effort that helps rebuild foster education and nurture the environment for generations to come in Aotearoa. So it's a little environmental initiative. So he's taken some wine out of his library and, um, yeah. That's holding together real nice. Holding I was going to say, I mean, you guys would know. How, so how does, how the artist is Kirsty hung around that long. It, mm. it, the great ones hang around really long. I mean, you think it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's white Bordeaux. Yeah. yeah. So the ones that are made properly, and that's why a lot of times, like Semillon was added to them because Semillon ages really well. Mm. Uh, okay. So in white in Bordeaux, you know this, you know any house maybe they're making their big red blend. They would have uh, a lot of times barrel fermented Sauvignon Blanc, the sort of stainless steel, young drinking, fresh, mm. fruity, tropical thing. Really was came out of Marlboro in New Zealand is like that's a new phenomenon and it is a phenomenon it's crazy it's a worldwide sensation and still is but the original Sauvignon Blancs and some out of you know other parts of France too they have great acidity so they age for a really long time you know and if they're made properly I mean like Mm. there's a few people that you know Cape Crest and and Paratua Grace and these wines that are Barrel fermented and aged, yeah. and you know, Barrel Cloudy Bay, you know, and, yeah, Tococo, t- and and Sacred yeah. Hill used to do an amazing one called Sauvage, mm. which was just incredible. So, you know, wild yeast, um, barrel fermented, barrel aged, um, and just sometimes, yeah, like you say, blended with a little bit of Semillon or a bit of Sauvignon Gris. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love it. I mean, for a start, if you this actually looking on camera, like, like golden, gorgeous in the glass. Like green, isn't it? And it's, one. yeah, like it's what, nine years old? And the, the label is actually, um, the art is called Sunbird Karaoke, Karaoke from um, Kirsty Black is the artist for this particular vintage. So, yeah, pretty nice. Like it's got the kind of marzipan, yes. slightly smoky... Where are, you know. where are Fox's Island? Sorry, Marlborough. Marlborough. Yeah, so Fox's Island, Marlborough, and um, in terms of the cost of this, I think it's about fifty bucks. Now, it, it probably yeah, yeah, now, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's re-released this. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yep. Taken library stock. Decided to um, associate with an artist. Well, if you like and donate age, money. age savvy, I would grab it. Yeah, age Sauvignon Blanc. Um, to go with um, or to help with environmental initiatives in the country, always a good thing. But it's kind of funky and slightly smoky it's and dried herbs. It's delicious. A bit, a bit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Squinty and, yeah, and rip, rip your and, teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very complex, but it's still um, you know it's nine years old and it's so refreshing and. Um, I think the word you're looking clean. for is exhausting. Sometimes you're <laughs> Sometimes like you have one glass of salve and you're like, oh, I can't do another one. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, but this one, you, well, you and I could. Yeah. We could get that bottle away mm. soon if it wasn't ten in the morning. So I quite like that. Yeah, that's great. Great length Love of flavour too. Because you know a lot of Sauvignon Blanc, you kind of, um, smells great, mm. tastes great, and it just disappears. Yep. So you've got to kind of keep going back to it, you know, to just keep the thrill alive. And 
Before you know it, you're wrapped around the clothesline going, you know, I'll never drink again. (laughs) 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 Not, not, I'm imagining that that's what it's like. (laughs) The world's spinning. Oh no, it's just me on the clothesline. (laughs) All right, do you risk between that for me? Sure. And we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with uh, you know the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops in the, as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop though with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty, that's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decimalwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. Uh, it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. And, um, and I'll pour you the next one, which is a little Chardonnay oh. from Central Otago from a I'll company called brother. Mora. Yeah, M-O-R-A. So do you know anything about Mora? Have you heard about them? No, I would love to know Mora. I shall tell you Mora about Mora. So Mora is actually, again, sorry camera, you're just seeing a great big shot of my shoulder and and, um, and, uh, left breast. Um, So Mora is actually owned by uh, the Skeggs family. S-K-E-G-G-S. Skeggs used to own Akarua. Is there something you're looking at? Something? A woman just fell over there, but I think she's okay. She, oh, just, she, had okay? A, she just had a big trip up the up the uh, curb. Sorry, I was like, whoa. No, right. It's all right. It's live action. Live action here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Dan's glazed over here. She's okay. No, it was she's like one of those falls that took like five seconds to. Oh. happen like it was like oh, okay. oh, oh. she finally went down and four people ran over at least and, she had uh, people over. i think she looked pretty fit though for yeah. i'm gonna guess 70. so yeah mora is um owned by the skeeks family and they used to own akaroa do you know akaroa yeah which now is owned by which is owned by the rothschild oh, or rothschild family yes yes mm-hmm. so but they um still so the Skeggs family still have Rua, you know, R-U-A, Rua, that oh, yeah, brand. Yeah. So they're still running with that. And this is their new one. So Mora, they've got Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot and Chardonnay, and I think possibly a Pinot Gris. But, you know, Central Otago Chardonnay is just not something that you see a lot of. No, and that's a good one. And I'm yeah. usually like, um, I'll say the Pinots are a lot better. You know what I mean? I think Hawke's Bay, I don't think it's a surprise that would say that it's uh, the best Chardonnay region in the country. Certainly the most output and, you know, I, yeah. would, I would say, and I love Felton Road wines, and I think their Chardonnay is extremely well made. Mm. I could probably pick 20 Hawke's Bay ones that I'd rather drink. Totally, and that's the thing. There's just, just so much more yeah. Chardonnay But northwards. this is really great. Yeah, and yeah. I like this because it's quite, again, like, like Gerard said before about um, the Sauvignon, it's clean. Mm. Like, it's really clean. It's got a little bit of that kind of peachy note. It's not overly kind of toasty, buttery. You're not chewing through. But it's not green green and racy. It's not green. No, there's there's some depth and substance here. It's great. What year is it? Hold the line, caller. It is 22. 22. So it's brand new. Wow. Yeah, yeah, brand new. They've got um, citrus, stone fruits, shortbread. You know, decent length of flavour. Um, so, in terms of... What's that run a bottle? 
Come on, Ariana. Where's, you know, your, I where's the stats? I, I should have had this. I should have actually had this. One okay. Um, hold on. Let me just um, type this into the um, I'm sure internet you can find out in machine. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is what I love about websites like this. You go, there it is, right at the top of the search engine, shop, mm -hmm. right? First click. It's awesome. Age, yes, of course I'm old enough, which is great. Um, and then I'm right there. I can buy straight away. So, oh, no, that's, um, they've got two Dos Chardonnays. Okay. Um, one is called Eden, which is their top one, and that's $65. Okay. This one, 45 All right. They get that tourism dollar down there. Right. I mean? <laughs> indeed, indeed. But, yeah, so $45. Um, and, um, yeah, so, you know, Central Tiger Chardonnay, if you're going to do it. Beautiful. You know, give it a nudge. Quite like it, you know. Um, yeah, that's delicious. Mm. So, announcements, Dan. What's oh, happening? yes, yes. So, uh, two big announcements. I think by the time we post this, hopefully in the next day or two, uh, we will have our uh, Philly sandwich event outside <laughs> on Friday and Saturday, which cool. is uh, Danny's of Philadelphia, because everybody back in Philly calls me Danny. Danny. So we're kind of turning the tasting room here into a bit of a cheesesteak diner sort of shop for two days. So hold on now, I should know this because I do work for a food magazine, but um, when a person says cheesesteak or cheeseburger... Uh, okay. Do you want me to explain what a cheesesteak is? Oh, sorry. There's the meat part. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good start. Right. There's yeah. the meat part, which is yeah. the steak or the, the patty. Oh, safe, or the, safe opening the, there. Yeah. Okay. And it, while it's cooking, one puts the cheese on it and while it it's cooking. All right. Do you want and me? then you put it in the burger or on the plate. Don't just stop saying burger. It's I'm shuddering every time you say burger with cheesesteak. <laughs> So cheesesteak is like a, a long roll sandwich, okay? Sake, so it's like a ho we call them, we call them hoagies, you know. Uh, so they have cold hoagies and then they have. So the it's a cheesesteak. It's not actually a steak; it's a sandwich. So it's a sam it's a cheesesteak sandwich. Yeah. So it's you take like uh, you know probably not you're you're not going to take filet mignon or anything, but you take beef, and they're really thinly cut, and while and you chuck them on the grill. Uh, meanwhile, you already had onions fried on the side, and while it's cooking, you're chopping it up more, and then uh, it's so that it's kind of real, sort of almost stringy, you know what I mean? And then you mix in the onions, and then you have a choice of like usually two or three different cheeses. So it could be provolone, like what yeah. and people think American cheese here. They think it's like yellow or orange. If that's not it, it's more yeah, American Wisconsin cheese. American cheese is more like a white cheese, kind of like Edam here. You know, it's more of a neutral, just kind of cheesy cheese, and that, or uh, or some people do whiz, but I stay away from whiz, which is like oh, cheese in the can, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So, but I don't do that. I don't go there. Um, but cheese in a can, yeah. But nobody really like that's like kind of more of a street side or some of the real special cheese steak places. But okay. like if you go to like your pizza shop and they have cheesesteaks too, they usually don't have whiz. Okay. Um, they usually do so the, the, So the cheese goes on the mixes the, the, in. You mix it in, and it all melts in, and then you while flop it's on it on. Okay. Yeah, and then you and then so it's all melty, and then you pop it on the roll and serve it. You it know? sounds delicious. It's going to be amazing, and then we're going to do roast pork sandwiches as well with bitter greens, and uh, that'll have some cheese, uh, sharp provolone on it. Hmm. So the dolce provolone, or what we just call normal provolone. We'll be with the cheesesteak, the uh, um, picante or, or sharp provolone, we call it in Philly, is that one that has a real spice and bite to it. So you do some roast pork. It's like almost like pulled pork. If you're just listening to this and not actually watching. I'm excited, aren't I? Dan is, he's yeah. shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's excited. He's intense. He's like, there's a little bit of drool. Someone get a serviette. Um I don't think I've ever seen him so intense when he's mm. describing. Yeah, I guess he's, well, I'm going to be cooking too, so me and Ben, Chef Ben are going to be, I'll be back there cooking. So yeah, you can come and, and then we're doing a cold Italian hoagie too, which is uh, salami, ham, and prosciutto with lettuce, tomato, uh, salt, pepper, oregano, oil, vinegar, 
uh, it's an awesome sandwich. Shout, shout are you coming to this, Jared? Yeah. Are you going to come? Be, up? Both days, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're telling. Bring her. Come it, on, bring come on Friday, and we'll, you'll probably be back on Saturday. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so we'll do be wines by you know keg wine, wine by the glass. It'll be just be a fun night. We, and uh, we have Danny's t-shirts and hats too, which is part of the experience. Do you have one here that you could show? I do. I have them right up here. Well, go and grab one and yeah. put it in front of your camera so that we can see what what this Danny's. Just watching him go to the to the wardrobe. Although he needs a he needs a ladder to get the t shirt. You, you, you probably know that the uh, where he's from here. You know the, the family. Yeah. They uh, they have the, still have the bar, the family bar in Philly. Is it a Philly? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The fashion parade. Okay. Oh. Hey, I quite like that. So then we took the Philadelphia Phillies logo and just yeah. turned it into Danny's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that's we'll have those. We'll not to be confused with, with Denny's. Bell? What's the yeah? Not to be confused. Not with to be Denny's. confused with Denny's. No, it's a whole different culinary <laughs> experience. <laughs> So that is exciting. very exciting. That'll be up. Now, longer term, uh, mm-hmm. I was just in Auckland last week for work and selling wine and um, checking out some new venues and whatnot. And uh, we are, you know, I probably shouldn't be saying this so early, but we're working on an event uh, that uh, I've named Radiant, and it's going to be Hawks Bay uh, Wineries. Uh, exploding onto Auckland for one night. Exploding. Yes. Erupting. Erupting. Like. Yes. All over the city. It's not. Good. This is not an urban wine walk. This is not a. Uh, Sounds like a stag night. This is. Like I know. This is not a. Pouring uh, itself. Yeah. Exploding. Overflowing. Leaking all over Auckland. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Screw down the valuables, Auckland. This is good. People are going to remember that I said this. Um, so that, oh, I, I keep saying this, people it. go, oh, like, so an urban wine walk. I said, no, there's going to be, uh, you know, a venue in Devonport, a venue, in two, maybe two in Ponsonby, three downtown, some in North Shore, Tuckapuna, but all over. So it's going to. So you literally have to Uber. You can't. No, no, you're not going to go. You're just going to go to one probably, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, maybe if you're lucky, you might, but it's going to be like someplace local to you is going to be hosting two or three winemakers on one night. Huh. And, uh. We're gonna, yeah, basically have a party that's all over the city in one night. So it's like, it's like a telethon. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like Live Aid. It's like Live Aid. Yeah, there you go. But you know, multi-venue yeah. around the city. And maybe I'll be wineries. like Phil Collins and play London in the morning and Philly in the afternoon. You could you totally know, I'll do take that. the uh, the Concord. From Tecapuna to uh, North Shore. Well, maybe not a <laughs> so, no, maybe, maybe a microlight. Yeah. Or, a, or an Uber. Yeah. Or no, you know what they have now? Uber helicopters. Maybe I'll take one of those. Uber, Uber chopper. Copter. Uber chopper. Uber chopper. Uber yeah. Chopper. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know there's places that are starting to do it more and more just to get over traffic. I heard on a serious. Do you, do you like, like chopper to work? Yeah. I do, I do normally, but um, you know. But you've but, got oh, sorry, you've got your own private shop. You didn't realize there were Uber. Private ones. one. I'm just looking the whole tone down, like, the whole shop. Like, I'm just on my phone, like while doing sharing. While we're joking, which is funny because it is crazy sounding. It doesn't sound <laughs> correct. I swear, I heard on like I think it was like Wall Street Journal, some pod, like very serious like mm-hmm. business podcast that the guy said by 2025 you will be able to take like. Um, air cars to the airport so they'll be like they'll be like air you know like a not a drone it'd be bigger than a drone so i don't well, know what you would be, call you can't sit yeah yeah so it'd be like uh, i forget they had a name for them i think like i've a, seen the clips it's like a yeah. car and it's got the rotors on it and then it just it so it up over, it's not gonna be cheap obviously yeah. but you just up over and it would just be to the airport because like airport traffic and just trying well, to you get, can't just have them willy-nilly no no you know or like to just from downtown in one city out to the airport you know and uh, I was like, they, so obviously there's a certain clientele for that, but it's not the private jet because those people just take like choppers or whatever else yeah. there. They don't need that. So um, it's going to be this somewhere in between, you know. So it, it ju- you just need to be picked up from somewhere where there's enough space for this little chopper car to land, yep. you know, um, safely like your rooftop or your front lawn or. Listen, when I was a kid, we were promised jetpacks. So this is true. I, this so is the closest we're going to get to. Them. Yeah. 
imagine? Yeah. I know. Can you? Um, you know, we could have used them during the cyclone. You know, my yeah. parents were stuck; they couldn't get to the airport. They were yeah. thinking about renting a chopper to get to the airport, but then the bridge opened up just mm. in time. Well, so, well, well. That was my two announcements. Uh, okay. Keep an eye out if anybody from Auckland's listening, and you have mm. a restaurant or bar. We're kind of more looking for uh, nicer uh, sort of bar restaurants because it is kind of a winemakers behind the bar and out in the you know out in the Dangerous. space pouring and talking and everything so you it's not a white it's not a white tablecloth sit down wine dinner because that's easy you can go do that on your own yeah. this is going to be a sort of cumulative hawks bay winery wine grower event so it's it should takeover. be fun it is a takeover it's a, a one night takeover when did you say it was it'll be uh september third weekend third tuesday in september huh. which is uh what that is going to be yeah, you should probably know this but you know, you're going to be hearing a lot about this. Should okay, be September great. 20th. No, September 19th. So it's uh, kind of springy. It's like a yeah, spring that's the idea. Hawks Bay. It'll be two weeks off after yeah. the Havelock Wine Walk, mm. which they're doing as well. So uh, keep an ear out for that. Mm. And, uh, awesome. And if you're a winery that wants to participate, uh, we'll let you know more soon. Um, anything else that you want to, you know, talk about before we let Jared uh, go and do his... Um, yeah. I think there's my chopper coming in. His chopper moment. is yeah. arriving. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think we, you know, we uh, we got a busy day ahead of us. So we do, think, we yeah. do. I saw something on Twitter last night that has that has burned my retinas. Um, that I really think you need to check out, okay. and hopefully our listeners as well. Um, if you if you type into Twitter, in fact, it might even be on Google now. Um, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Got my attention already. Steven Seagal and lunatic. his wife Kelly LeBrock. She's his wife. She's his wife. Was. Wow. Oh, was. was. Oh, okay. I don't know. Still is. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, wife at the time. Um, oh, doing um, opening the wine bottle. Video. It's on video. It's is this from the 90s or something? 80s. 80s. Specially staged. Or it might, might be early 90s. I, think I don't that know. Was that, because they probably met during the filming of Hard to Kill. <laughs> Possibly. So, um, so the thing is that it's, it's the craziest um, version of a person trying to impress another person by opening a bottle of wine in a really cringy what am I watching kind of scenario yeah. it's kind of like anything with Steven Seagal just yeah. like Steven Seagal <laughs> oh, Kelly LeBrock wine bottle and just, okay. yeah, just right. be prepared I'm going to check it out and, and the, the soundtrack behind it is just <laughs> you're like awesome. at the end of it you're just scratching your, your face gold. going what did I just yeah 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 <laughs> Um, so cool. That's my thing. Well, mm. this is where the outro music will be playing. Yeah. Mm. So you feel that? So Willie does. Willie I love this track. Willie do. Yeah. I love this track. He made this one just for us. Yeah. Great, right? Just for us. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you. Uh, I'll be overseas next time I see you. Yeah. We'll do the same. Yeah. From- Hopefully it works. Hopefully it works. All right. Bye, Jared. Bye. Bye, bye on camera and bye from across the This podcast is hand-picked, whole-bunch-pressed, wild-fermented and produced unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.